Ta lo falava ki ora ma lo ki orana My name is Sam and I am Samoan I am also 65 years old and I was born in the little city of Christchurch in the South Island Both my parents were migrants from Samoa and the process back then was each extended family would select one member to represent and serve the family back home so each of my parents came from their village over to New Zealand and when they came to New Zealand they both met and that's why I came into being one thing about Samoan families is they're very strong particularly in regards to their church service in the church was a very important part for the families my parents at that time actually helped establish the Efakasa church which is the congregational christian church of samoa so they both helped establish the church in auckland and in christchurch and that church in particular is one of the largest church organizations of samoa so my first introduction to church was really as a part of the habit or the routine or the culture uh, that we were all brought up in so that was my experience of church at the time at the time we were one of the very few pacific families in christchurch at that time so much of my contact in the community was with the predominantly Pakeha community my mother was very very strong in her faith and she would always be praying for security and wisdom amongst all her children and so with that in mind i was able to attend and be quite successful i was able to attend one of the schools in Christchurch Christchurch Boys High School i was one of the first and only pacific students in the, at that time in a school of about 1200 students being the only pacific islander in a very large predominant pakeha school i found it very daunting and very challenging but over the years with my mother's prayers in particular she was able to guide me through and sort of carry me through the school and so through the school i was able to be quite successful obviously being pacific you join rugby so i came into the first 15 and from then on eventually achieved academic uh, excellence where i became not only just the head prefect i also became school ducks of the school as well too from there i was able to enter Auckland Medical School at Auckland University so going up to Auckland attending Auckland University uh, during those formative years during the holiday season at university i would come back from Auckland back into Christchurch so the holiday season was spent more or less at home the time i spent back in Christchurch i'd catch up with my cousin and my friends they were an interesting collection of characters as some of them were also gang members 
So holiday season was usually spent going out to parties, getting drunk, getting into fights, as well as doing a, a little bit of criminal activity on the side. So the holiday season was an interesting time for us at that time. The important thing was, if you did get into trouble, be smart enough not to get caught. One holiday season, I think I was in my 20s, I remember coming back to Christchurch for my holiday. And I found that my cousin and his friends were going to church, having accepted the Lord, And I thought, my goodness, for this bunch of criminals, that really is a miracle. I couldn't believe that this could happen to this bunch of, or the group of characters that I knew. So that was my first experience of the power of the Lord and what he could do and how he could change people. But at that time, I was not ready. What I saw, yes, but I was not ready. After the holiday season there, I came back to Auckland. I graduated as a doctor at that time. I settled down and married my wife, who happened to be a lawyer at that time. We raised our family of three children. And also, uh, we adopted four children as well, too. So we had a large family. And because of my profession and her profession, we were able to provide for our children. Our children were able to go to schools such as the boys all went to Auckland Grammar and the girls, of course, private schools and Cuthbert's College. So with that behind us, with the profession, we always thought success, success should become part of the family motto. I saw the achievements come through, particularly with the children. And one highlight for me was as the children, as they grew up and came through uh, life at school and later on after school, one highlight for me was watching my older boy where he achieved something which was an accolade at the time. He gained what they call MVP at the Rugby World Cup when he was playing for Manu Samoa. So for that, for me, was a real highlight to actually watch him overseas. And then my daughter, also later on, she achieved excellence, where she became Miss Samoa one of the years. So all the children were able to achieve excellence in their professions, ending up as doctors and lawyers. So success was bred into the family culture. But with that, with success being adopted, we'd be able to sort of go out and what we did do was we went out and thinking, this is the life. So we went out, we brought properties throughout Auckland. We bought sort of properties even overseas. We'd be traveling to places, Paris, Rome, London, Hawaii, just to name a few. We were living the life of luxury. We thought this was what it was all about. But there was one problem. God was not part of our success for the future. He was not part of the culture. God was not there. God was missing. And as there was no God in our presence and our existence, 
conflict. Conflict was there. Conflict grew and grew. And as conflict grew and grew, relationships became strained. And as the relationships became strained, they drifted. And as we drifted, I drifted. And as I drifted, I drifted into other relationships, forbidden relationships. And then, boom! Divorce. Divorce is worse than death. With death, you can bury it. With divorce, you're living every single day. Painful day, isolation day, embarrassment day, all those every day you'd live with that shame. Feeling that pain and feeling those deep invisible wounds, wounds that wouldn't heal, wounds that you couldn't treat. With divorce, I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost my job. I lost all the assets. I even avoided connecting with my extended family because of the embarrassment and the shame. My children didn't want to see me. They even banned me from seeing my grandchildren. I remember one time where I was banned from seeing my grandchildren. I used to drive to where my grandson was at the daycare and I used to park up the road and go to the daycare and look through the holes in the fence just to get a peek peak of my grandson because I wasn't allowed to be anywhere near him. It was probably one of the most difficult times in my life. Around about the same time, my parents passed away as well. I was in a very deep, dark hole, very deep pit, no light, no way to be rescued from this horrible place I was in. Nowhere to go. But as it says in the book of Deuteronomy, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So during this deep, dark, horrible time that I was in, God sent an angel to rescue me. My angel was very strong in faith. My angel provided me protection during my time of being vulnerable. I was brought back to church, the place of healing, the place where I was brought back to a healing process. I was introduced to my new church family. I joined an e-group where I had brothers, brothers in Christ. I was not alone. I was not alone this time. I didn't feel isolated. The light had come back into my darkness. And then I married my angel, my wife, Rosetta. But this was different. In this marriage, God is in the center. God is in the center of this marriage. And that's why this is different. 
As time went by, God restored all that I had lost. I am now busy working, very busy working on the front line. I have a new home. And most importantly, my children have come back. And my grandchildren, my dear grandchildren, which I used to look through the holes at the daycare centre just to get a peek, I can now give them those hugs and kisses that I really, really missed. So I'm so grateful and so thankful for what God has done. And also my extended family, my large family, I now play a key role in my family. And I say to my family and the children, family, family, family is the anchor that holds us back in life's storm. So where I was before, where I was alone, I now have family. Family also includes my brothers and sisters that I meet with regularly as we meet with our e-groups. I felt like I felt like the prodigal son. I was lost in the wilderness from that time where I saw that miracle in my 20s and here I am at this age, 40 years drifting in the wilderness, just like the tribes of Israel, 40 years before I came home. So I say it is never, never, never too late. Never too late to accept the Lord. Never give up hope, no matter what your age. First Peter 5.10 And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So, never be alone, family. That's where I was missing. I was alone, but now I'm back in my family, the prodigal son. And age. Age should never be a barrier. I'm thankful that the Lord is in my life. I'm thankful for what he has done for me. But I also want to see that to not only myself, but my children and my grandchildren. I'm so grateful and thankful for the Lord. Amen.